This is episode 395 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How to Oven and Sun-Dry Meat and Produce. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, let me ask you a quick question. What would you do if you had an extra $50 or an extra $100 a month to prep? I'm telling you, a $50 or $100 would make a big difference to get you to feel more prepared and to get you to where you need to be. Whether that is being prepared with gear or food or water or if that is paying down debt or even building your emergency fund. Well, if you would like some more information on how to do that, let me point you to my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. If you'd like some more information, there is a link in the show notes, or you can come on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. All right, so our article comes to us from survivalsullivan.com, and the title is How to Oven and Sun-Dry Meat and Produce. You know, if we ever were in a situation where the poop hit the fan, and for whatever reason, the grid was down, and we didn't have refrigeration, we didn't have our freezers, we didn't have electricity, and all that kind of stuff... And you went out to get some meat, you killed a deer, you whatever, you had a goat, you found a wild hog, all that good stuff, whatever it might be, and you had some meat. You could eat as much of it as possible, but then what would you do with the leftovers? Would it just go to waste? I mean, think about the knowledge that you have right now. Would that just go to waste? Or would you have the experience or would you have the skill to be able to preserve that meat in one way or the other? Now, there's many ways to do this. We're going to talk about some here today in this article. Again, how to oven and sun-dry meat and produce. So let's go ahead and get into it. Preserving meat and poultry to ensure your family will continue to have protein to consume during an SHTF disaster does not require any expensive equipment or even a dehydrator. Drying meat for long-term preservation involves decreasing the amount of water or moisture in the meat to prevent the growth of bacteria and spoiling. Bacteria requires moisture to grow. Some species of microorganisms can thrive in even minuscule amounts of water. Eating rancid meat even before things go critical and you have access to a fully functional hospital can be deadly. Doing so after the SHTF could be equally deadly, but in a far more rapid and painful manner. Drying food to keep it from spoiling is one of the oldest food preservation practices because the drying process eliminates as much moisture as possible. It makes the meat far more lightweight and portable, a big plus during a doomsday disaster when you have to bug out. Dried meat does not require refrigeration, Another huge bonus during a long-term disaster. So there's a picture here. There's a couple of pictures and a big old uh, oven full of meat. And I just wanted to read the, the caption really quickly. It says, creating adequate airflow is an essential part of the drying process, especially when dealing with thick food like meat. Large, Larger or thicker portions of meat will take longer and need flipped several times during the dr- drying process. 
I recommend flipping thick portions of meat like the cuts on the upper tray once every hour. All right, so how to dry meat in a kitchen oven. Line the bottom of the kitchen oven with aluminum foil to reduce the amount of cleanup required after drying meat and to catch the significant amount of dripping that will occur as the meat dries. Preheat the oven to 160 degrees or 180 if your oven does not go down that low. Cut the meat, pork, or poultry into thin strips or cubes. If you want to season the meat with either dry or liquid ingredients, do it now. This step is often reserved for making jerky and not simply drying meat to preserve it, but that does not mean you can't go ahead and add some flavoring to the meat to enhance the taste. Adding salt to the meat should help reduce the chance of bacteria growth. Marinated meat will likely increase drying time and cause more mess in the oven. Place the meat strips directly onto the oven rack. Make sure they are about one-fourth of an inch apart to allow for adequate airflow. How long it takes to dry the meat depends on how thick the strips are and how much fat is on the meat. Typically, it will take 5 to 12 hours, sometimes 18 hours, to dry meat in a standard kitchen oven. So how to dry meat in a solar oven? It is easier, quicker, and safer to dry fruits and vegetables outdoors than meats because of their high acid and sugar content. There are just two important components to solar drying, sunshine and air circulation. Keeping the temperature as controlled as possible in a solar oven is essential to thoroughly and evenly drying meat to remove moisture and to kill bacteria. To use the sun to dry meat, the temperature must be at least a minimum of 85 degrees Fahrenheit or 30 degrees Celsius throughout the entire process. The higher the temperature, the more moisture will be removed in a timely manner. A humidity level at or below 60% will be most beneficial for solar oven drying, particularly for meat. So sun drying equipment. You need a commercially manufactured solar oven or a homemade solar oven or racks and screens placed upon blocks or in a survival situation, the cleanest screening, screening material you can find placed over a concrete slab. The screens and food being dried cannot come into contact with the ground because that would infuse the moisture from the grass, dirt, wood, or concrete back into the food and prevent necessary airflow. To keep bugs and debris off of the meat, place a screen both on top of and beneath the meat being dried if going with an open rack method. Ideally, the screens and racks should be placed on top of a sheet of aluminum foil inside a DIY solar oven or manufactured solar oven. The aluminum foil will also help increase the drying temperature, especially when the racks and or screen are placed inside a solar oven. And there is a video here that's uh, entitled Putting Onions in a Homemade Dryer to Sun Dry. So if you wanted to kind of see that, they kind of walk you through there. It is highly recommended to avoid using racks or screens that are made out of aluminum, copper, or hardware cloth, rabbit hutch wire, because it is essentially galvanized metal that can oxidize, creating residue on the food being dried. When using an actual solar oven, whether it is homemade or manufactured, you should leave the door propped open slightly to enhance the circulation of air. About 2 to 5 inches should work just fine. Leaving the door open to create more air circulation around the meat will cause the temperature to fluctuate more during the drying process. For the sake of safety, place a meat thermometer or an oven thermometer inside the solar oven to gauge the temperature and check it about every 20 to 30 minutes. 
Drying meat in a solar oven can take up to two days, depending upon the density and the amount of meat, the quality of oven construction, and of course, the weather. Solar drying and sun drying are not exactly the same thing, yet both use air circulation and sunshine to preserve food. Solar drying is detailed above. Sun drying is the hanging of foodstuffs outdoors, usually from a rack or tree branch, and exposing it directly to the air and the sunshine. Sun drying is great for preserving herbs, nuts, and some types of fruits and vegetables, but not meat. It would become rancid far before the meat would actually dry from too much exposure to airflow. The most distinct disadvantage involved with sun drying is caused by the exposure to debris during the preservation process. Wrapping the food in cheesecloth will help reduce debris from touching the entire surface of the foodstuff, but will not prevent microbial contamination from debris that either touches the food or sinks into the cheesecloth. If this type of solar preservation is your only option for meat during an SHTF situation, it might be feasible if the meat is first coated thoroughly in salt before being suspended and allowed to air dry. So dried meat storage tips. Make sure the meat is completely cooled before placing it in its airtight container for storage. Any steam created after the meat is placed in the container will create moisture and enhance the chances of bacteria and mold growing on the preserved food. Pack the meat as tightly as possible into the airtight container. Avoiding air pockets will also reduce the chances of moisture forming. The best storage containers for dried meat include mason jars, vacuum sealed bags, and metal containers with a firm fitting lid. Use glass containers and not porous plastic containers whenever possible. Ideally, store meat in recipe or meal size amounts to reduce waste. Once you open a container of dried meat, moisture is allowed inside the bag, can, or jar and vastly reduces the shelf life of the preserved food. Storing dried meat and produce in a cool, dark area has been known to safely preserve it for 12 months. The hotter the temperature is in the storage area, the shorter the shelf life of the dried meat. Attempt to keep dried food in storage areas that remain roughly around 60 degrees and never exceed 80 degrees. In addition to preserving and storing whole chunks of, or strips of meat, you can also use the preserved protein to make a powder. The meat powder can be used in stews, soups, gravies, or in other recipes to enhance the level of protein in the dish and to help keep the family strong and healthy during a long-term disaster. To make a powder from dried meat strips or chunks, pound a single piece with a wood kitchen mallet to create small particles or flakes. Alright, so some meat drying tips. Boil the meat cubes or strips for about 5 minutes before drying to get rid of bacteria before oven drying. Allow the meat to air dry completely after boiling before placing it in the oven. Cutting the meat uniformly will foster better and similar drying times. Cut away as much fat as possible before drying to help prevent bacteria growth and to deter drying time. When the meat is thoroughly dried, it possesses a leathery texture and feels somewhat sticky and leathery. All smoked meat must be stored in airtight wrapping or airtight container to ensure moisture does not have the chance to reach the dried meat and once again infuse moisture into it. If you do not boil the meat before oven drying, use a meat thermometer to ensure it reaches a safe temperature. Ground meat and pork should reach 160 internal degrees. Roast, steaks, and various types of chops should hit 146 internal degrees. 
Poultry should reach 165 internal degrees. Properly dried meat can be stored for many months, up to several years. The meat should be stored in a cool and dry place to further deter exposure to the elements and decrease the chance of bacterial growth. The evaporation of water content during the drying process will cause the meat to shrink at least somewhat and alter its shape slightly. Some of the meat might appear to be darker in surface color and more wrinkly than other portions of the same piece of meat or from other chunks of strips being dried. The process of drying meat and to a lesser degree produce is a slow one. Never attempt to speed up the drying by increasing the temperature or you run the risk of cooking the meat or fruits and veggies instead of drying it. When the humidity is high, it will take longer to dry the meat due to the added moisture in the air. It is possible to dry larger chunks of meat, but doing so in either a kitchen oven or solar oven would likely be extremely time prohibitive. That type of meat preservation is best conducted in a smoker or smokehouse outdoors to preserve meat, either in large chunks like a whole roast or strips, in a smoker, keep the heat at 155 degrees for approximately 12 hours to 22 hours. So the best types of meat for drying. Lean meat is always the best type to dry or really preserve in any manner. As noted above, always strip away as much fat as possible before drying meat of any variety. So there's 15 here. Turkey, deer, buffalo, goat, brisket, pork tenderloins, pork chops, mutton, salmon, pork shoulder, pork ribs, chicken, elk, squirrel, and rabbit. So how to rehydrate meat. To rehydrate protein powder, combine the meat flakes with lukewarm water at a one-to-one ratio. Allow the meat particles to soak in the water for 30 minutes to a full hour, stirring occasionally. If rehydrating or reconstituting dried meat strips or chunks, place the protein in a bowl with lukewarm water. Cold can work in a pinch but may increase rehydration time. And allow it to soak for 60 to 90 minutes, also stirring occasionally. The dried meat will not need to be reconstituted if it is being used in a soup, stew, gravy, or similar dish where the preserved protein will be mixed with liquid in a cook pot. Alright, so let's go ahead and talk about oven drying fruits and vegetables. You can also preserve fruits and vegetables by drying in a solar oven or kitchen oven. The dried produce does not require refrigeration to remain shelf stable. It's also far more lightweight than it was in its fresh state and only needs a small amount of water and a couple of minutes to reconstitute. Fruits and vegetables only need to be dried at a temperature of 140 degrees to remove moisture and prevent the growth of bacteria. So kitchen oven drying. You can dry ripe or just slightly overly ripe vegetables or fruit or even fruit from a can purchased from a store if you come across a great deal. Store-bought fruit is already swimming in preservatives and will likely take slightly longer to dry and may become tinged with a little bit of brown on the edges during the long-term preservation process. So here are the steps. Wash the produce in cold water. Cut away any blemishes or bad parts and pits. Removing the skin is not required and is left up to personal preference. To remove skins both quickly and easily on most fruits, Score the bottom of the whole fruit using a paring knife, then dip the fruit into boiling water for about 30 seconds. Immediately transfer the fruit to a bowl of cold water and quote-unquote wash the skins off gently with your hands. Cut the fruit or vegetables into thin slices or small chunks. The more evenly the produce is cut, the more accurate the drying times will be for the batch. 
It's optional. You can soak the produce in a mixture of equal parts of cold water and lemon juice for about 10 minutes and allow it to air dry or blot dry before drying. This process often helps prevent brown spots from forming on the produce, especially fruit while it is being dried. Preheat the oven to 130 degrees. If your oven does not go that low, it is still possible to use it for drying if it is set at a maximum of 160 degrees or lower. Berries, especially strawberries, seem to dry best in up to 160 degrees heat. Vegetables and fruits that are thinly sliced, like apples, tomatoes, and onions, usually dry best on the 130 degrees end of the spectrum. Line the baking sheet with parchment paper. Place a metal rack, a bread cooling rack works great, on top of the parchment paper. You can also dry on parchment paper alone, but that increases the drying time slightly and requires rotation of the produce to thoroughly dry both the front and the back. Space the produce on the rack with enough space in between to foster adequate heat and airflow during the drying process. Never allow any part of the fruit or vegetables to touch. When the produce is completely dry, it will still be slightly pliable, but also boast a leathery texture. Remove the dried produce from the oven and place it in a glass container, but do not secure the firm fitting lid just yet. Allow the preserved produce to cure for five days to allow any excess moisture to evaporate. Do not pack the glass container too firmly with fruit to prevent moisture from coupling in between the layers. Shake the glass container daily to toss the produce about a bit to ensure all surface areas can relieve moisture. Secure the lid on the glass container and store it in a cool, dry place. If dried and cured properly, the fruit should last at least 10 months. It typically takes 6 to 12 hours to dry produce in a standard oven. For example, peaches, apples, pears, and bananas take about 6 hours to oven dry. Grapes take about 9 to 10 hours. Cherries and berries will need to be in the oven for approximately 12 hours to dry completely. So what about sun oven produce drying? Protecting fruit and vegetables from cold evening air is an extremely problematic part of preserving food in this manner. The cool air will infuse moisture back into the produce. Typically, you will have to bring in the trays of produce each evening until they complete the sun drying process or use a solar oven that absolutely does not allow any air to infiltrate the produce being dried. It can be highly difficult to dry produce in a sun oven and sometimes even causes a loss of half the foodstuffs loosely placed onto the trays. This is the reason fruit, vegetables, herbs, and nuts are typically either dehydrated or room dried. Room drying involves hanging the fruit in a well-ventilated room or from a porch by twine or rope, or suspending them from hanging racks in the sun until evening. Loosely covering the food with either cheesecloth or paper sack will help keep debris and insects away. So here are the steps. Follow steps 1 through 4 in the above kitchen oven drying instructions. Dipping the produce in lemon or lime juice is not really optional when preserving fruit and vegetables in a solar oven, especially fruit because it browns both easily and quickly. Place the fruit slices in the solar oven, elevated at the top of the oven or on racks propped up on several bricks works best. If using a solar oven, make certain to prop open the lid at least an inch or inch and a half to facilitate proper airflow and prevent condensation from forming on the inside of the oven. To prevent as much debris and insects as possible from touching the produce being dried, 
Affix cheesecloth or some type of mesh screen or netting across the opening. You can turn the fruit once every hour, but this is not absolutely necessary. It will take at least 10 hours to completely dry thinly sliced fruit or vegetables in consistent 85 degrees heat. Thoroughly dried fruits and vegetables will still be somewhat pliable and have a leather-like consistency. Place the dried produce in an airtight container and store in a cool dark place for likely up to 12 months if preserved and stored properly. All right, guys, that is it for this article. There are some comments here, and so there's one long one where a guy gave a lot of instruction, a lot of information, and uh, also gave some links to things that he uses and, and stuff like that. So this is one way to preserve meat and fruit. Um, definitely one way that we should, you know, we should know. Um, there are solar dryers that you can make. Um, you'll always find those. I mean, I know that I have linked to them on Prepper website. You can easily do a search for those if that's something that you want to to make and just kind of have. And uh, if you ever ever need it. But uh, you know the problem there is going to be the issue of the air circulation and then the bugs and all that kind of stuff. Um, definitely is is one of those things. You know, I really would like to probably do an article or at least read an article on the podcast about making or or building a smokehouse. I think that would be very beneficial because if you are going to be in a long-term scenario, you're going to be in a long-term situation, that is really the way to do it. And next time my father-in-law starts to smoke, he built a little smokehouse in the back of his uh uh, back of his uh, yard. Uh, next time he does that, I need to go take some pictures and video and, and put them up on Instagram. Definitely. But, uh, you know, we need to know how to preserve food. I mean, this is one of the ways to do it. People have been doing this for many years and we just got to make sure we do it safely. Right. And so, uh, you know, the oven thing, if you were in a poop hit the fan situation, you probably wouldn't have an oven to, uh, to be able to do, uh, to use it that way. If you did, uh, you would probably have a gas oven or a propane oven, and it would be too valuable to use that that way. But uh, drying meat out, you know, uh, using a solar oven is definitely one that is is possible to use. Uh, I would really like to see like the the solar ovens that you can find have some kind of a, or that you can buy have some kind of an attachment or or screen that you could. Uh, you know, you could remove where it would be safe, where the insects wouldn't come in, but you could do, you know, have air circulation in there without, um, you know, without having to prop open the, uh, the window. I think that would be, or the lid, I think that would be very beneficial there if, uh, if that was possible. But then you deal with the issue of, uh, you know, the heat leaking out and all that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know, there's some out there that probably uh, could figure it out. You know, some, some uh, you know, the, the solar ovens that I have seen are, are really made really, really well. And so I'm, I bet there's a way to, uh, to figure that out. Well, guys, this is over at uh, survivalsullivan.com. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So you can come and check it out. Click on some of these links and actually the comments. You might want to read the comments as well on this one if this is a topic that interests you. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 395. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to the prepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.